Learning applied into leadership is a ripple effect that can help change the world for good. Welcome to the podcast, Small Things Make a Big Difference. My name is Spencer Holt. I get the opportunity to interview leaders all over the world and discover the small habits they do on a consistent basis that has made a big difference in their own lives and the many people that they interact with. To learn more about what I do at Global Leader Group, listen at the end of this episode. But for now, let's jump into this week's topic and may we all be more intentional in who we're becoming and the impact we can have with others. A leadership fact, a little tidbit, if you will, to start today's podcast. A very large common denominator shared by great leaders is that they learn from books. Now, here's a quote. Check it out. Not all readers are leaders, but all leaders must be readers. Harry Truman said that. And it's kind of a known fact that all, not all, but most famous leaders were also avid readers. Now, over the break, I did a little bit of reading around psychological safety. Like, what is it? And how do we impact that as leaders? And there's some great information out there that says that in order to feel safe, to feel included, to be able to under, to be able to bring your whole self to work. The ability for a leader to create psychological safety is paramount. This week's podcast, I'm so excited because it's a little bit different, but it addresses how can we create psychological safety in any environment that we in. Enjoy, and most importantly, think about what can we all do to create a little bit more safety. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, first off, I'd like to welcome Susan Hend- Dr. Susan Hendricks, PhD extraordinaire. Susan, welcome to Small Things Make a Big Difference. I can't even believe that I get to be here in this conversation moment with you, Spencer Holt. Small well, things indeed make a big difference. Let's hope you say that at the end of this conversation, right? Like there's, a, you know, that you never know. Um, so Susan, I, so we work together and. I think that represents a unique insight of its own. But one of the reasons why we wanted to do this conversation is your background lends to something that I'm really passionate about. And it's around psychological safety, like as leaders. And this, I think this is about whether you're a parent, you're a friend, how do you create a space where somebody feels super safe? So with that, but first I think it makes sense. Tell us why you are an expert in this area. Give us a little bit about your background because I think that will help people that are listening today. I love your notion about creating psychological safety and you're right, Spencer, that is a lifelong passion for me. Um, My entire career, regardless of the role that I've been in, has been centered on creating and holding space for others to be their best. And we do that as human beings, we create and hold space for others to be their best when we engender a sense of safety. Safety can be um, in a moment where you say, I'm listening, I'm, I'm open, I'm not judging, um, I care. There's a lot of ways to demonstrate safety and my career Um, I created and held space, you know, since the early 1990s 
um, as, a, as a clinical psychologist. And I, I really loved uh, from the very beginning the chance to create and hold that space for others through therapy, through psychological evaluation and really helping folks to identify their needs and their challenges and then to summon from within their best strengths to solve those challenges and navigate in new ways so that they could experience the world with more of a sense of psychological safety for themselves. And by doing that, they create psychological safety for others. So you you are absolutely right. My my career from the beginning, as whether it was as a clinical psychologist or teaching at the medical school, or um, you know leading a leading the largest uh, community mental health center in the state of Kansas, um, the children's program towards um, you know teaching physicians and other care providers how to create that psychological safety. Oh my gosh, I love I I actually I loved the words that you were saying like. I care. I am listening. I'm like, do I say that enough? Uh, and and I know psychological safety is just more about words, but I just want to jump into this. Like, give us if you had to say like three things that you know what whatever if it's three or if it's more or less. What is it that we can do as we as we're beginning as we're entering into you know a, a brand new year? How can we, regardless of the circles that we're playing in? create this space where people feel like they can be themselves, that they can make mistakes. What are some things that we can do, not just talk about, because I think everyone's like, oh no, you feel safe, you can fail, but very few people feel that. What 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 are some things we can do that are practical? Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna start that answer with a question, if you're willing. How do so? Your your question is: What are some practical things we can do to create psychological safety? To create and hold the space for others. I have experienced you, Spencer, throughout the time, the years that I've known you, as a genuine and a, a, a vulnerable leader, one who doesn't always have to have the right answers and doesn't always have to be the um, the final word on things. You create and hold the space for me as your employee, as your as your colleague, to to be my best self. My question is, how have you, as a leader, made that happen for me? Like, what what have you done to make it okay for me to be my whole self? I see what you're doing here, right? I'm going to answer a question with a question. Uh, you know, I, I so I actually think I, I love the question, by the way. Uh, so my my initial insight is I think it's this ability. First of all, for me, I subscribe to Liz Wiseman's principle. Everyone has an inner genius about them, right? So I think it's for me, I I think there's something about how do we help people feel like they are super smart because they are and that their opinion matters. And I, I think that's, you know, I almost like when you said, I, I, I'm listening or I care. There's something about not only saying it, but how do you help people feel that? I think that's through that, the power of questions. I think it's through that ability to say, I'm not coming with an answer. I'm coming to explore with you. And actually I'm going to listen to you first before I, go ahead and blab and tell you what I think because um, it makes me feel better. And, I, you know, if I were to articulate, I think there's that's that's one of my initial first approaches. 
I, I love it. What you just did, Spencer, was you allowed me to hold space for you and invite you by saying, I want to hear what you have to say. I'm listening. I care what you have to say. You just created a, a, an example of, of your of your you know subscribing to Liz Wiseman's philosophy. You just showed what happens when someone feels psychological safety. You accepted my invitation to share your philosophy. And in so doing, you not only let me role model creating psychological safety for you, but you gave it right back to me. So interesting. I, psychological safety then involves two people. Like it can't be one-sided. So both of us have to be willing to say, I'm, I'm wanting a better outcome. And what happens if I have somebody that just isn't there? Like, I'm like, I'm, tr I'm doing all the tips. I'm, I'm telling them they're awesome. I'm trying to be quiet, but they're still not there. What, what do you do? What, where's the emergency button? I love it. And that happens to all of us, especially in these times. How many times have you heard this year in these times, right? When there is that sense of psychological danger, which is the opposite of psychological safety, we humans tend to go to our very uh, ancient coping mechanisms. When there's fear, we go to fight, we go to flight, or we go to freeze. And the research shows and my own experiences, and I'll bet yours as well, that fight, flight, or freeze are helpful until they're not, right? Fight, flight, and freeze gets us in trouble sometimes when we cling to our position and we want to fight it out. And, you know, my territory, my belief, my, my, you know, my ownership of this moment, when we become rigid, we become breakable and we become threatening to others. So the fight sometimes gets us in trouble. The flight, when we run away from it, the message is I can't handle you, I can't handle the situation, I just don't even wanna deal with it, we run away. And that leaves that gaping um, sense of psychological danger from a distance. The danger doesn't go away, it just, we get distance from it. It's still there, it follows us. When we go into freeze, and we try to become small and not say anything and, and pretend we don't have feelings, We what we do is we summon an artificial self. We freeze the real feelings and we try to put on a face of okayness or um, you know, a, a compliance with whatever is happening in the room. But, but inevitably our feelings in that freeze mode will bubble up, they'll come out anyway. So my tip, Instead of fight, flight, or freeze, notice those. Notice where you experience those in your body and use instead the face, meaning face it directly through radical authenticity. That doesn't mean throw a tantrum and, you know, okay, well, I, Susan said, you know, go be radical, uh, radically authentic. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm angry and I'm upset and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it all hang out. That's not what this is about. Radical authenticity is about going in this is a technique in, 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 in psychology. Go in and find where your experience is. Are you in a state of fight where, and we experience fight in our heartbeat. We, our heartbeat gets real fast and we get real, you can feel our teeth, right? It's that primal kind of, 
um, rage sometimes that comes up, or it can be in just in mild frustration, but fight and flight both happen here. Those are energizing activities. Freeze happens in our stomach. When we feel that pit of our stomach, like I'm not allowed to say something right now, my voice doesn't matter. The first step to creating psychological safety when you're working with someone or you're interacting with someone in your life where you're not feeling that safety is to go in to your own body and find where you experience that feeling. The second tip, once you find it, is the radical authenticity to own it. Oh, you know what, Spencer? I'm feeling in the pit of my stomach right now this worry that if I say something, it might be inappropriate. Just naming that suddenly begins to soften and dissolve these brittle defenses that get us in trouble, right? Those defenses were adaptive when in the cave cave people times. Freeze or else the lion will eat, you know, come come over and get me. But in these times now, it's the facing directly, maybe not always in the moment. Sometimes we need to stay in our little freeze zone. But if we can soon as possible get into that face space, Spencer, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm, I'm feeling my heart racing and I kind of want to be defensive, but I'm going to say it instead of being it. That allows the softening to happen for me and therefore it creates the psychological safety for you. Instead of me bowing up and trying to be tough, I'm softening and saying, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Is it okay for me to tell you that I kind of want to run away right now? Right? Softening. So many thoughts going through my mind right now, right? As I'm like, okay, I'm 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 thinking of the, you know, not that I would love to admit that, you know, I love my wife. Every once in a while we might argue and I'm thinking, wait a minute, do I, do I fight, flight, or freeze? Like, and, and, and are there times or even my kids, like where I've decided to use a primal reaction versus this, I love this radical authenticity about maybe before, like, it's about to your point, like going inside and pausing to say, before I do the natural human instinct of maybe how I've traditionally done it, let me just pause and try to put words to how I'm thinking. And it leads me to this question here is, I, I, because my guess is some of you might be listening like, oh my gosh, this resonates. Other of you might be listening like, there's no way I'm gonna tell you how I'm thinking or admit that I'm not sure what to do. How do you do that? Like, how do you go through this radical authenticity without appearing to be weak or you know, worried about I'm going to lose power in this or I'm going to lose the upper hand. What does that look like and how should we process that? You just reminded me of something that I was so impacted by when it when it was introduced to me. My husband, Tom, studied Qigong, Bruce Lee. And um, there was this YouTube video. If you if you Google this YouTube video, uh, you, you'll find it immediately. It was Bruce Lee, and it's called Be Like Water. And Bruce Lee talks about how when we tense up and we bow up and we want to we want to get you know defensive. And and so when you you and Brittany are having a moment of where you're seeing things differently, and 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 you're thinking, am I going into fight, flight, or freeze? All of those are meant. To, all of those are are uh, meant to protect us. And Bruce Lee talks about be like water, let go, you know, soften, let go of those defenses in the moment and use what's coming at you as input, but don't 
if you if you if you try that the Newton's second law, right, equal and opposite, uh, if is it Newton's first or second law? Oh boy, my my grad school uh, professors are rolling here in that one. But anyway, instead of instead of going back with 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 equal and opposite force, flow with that. It it is not only not a weakness. In other words, it 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 is not a sign of weakness if you allow this to come to you and for you to process it in a in a way that doesn't reveal a sense of defensiveness if you if you do that it's a strength to be like water and flow with it allow it to come in process it from a journalistic point of view this is this is another tip it comes from something called dialectical behavior therapy um, having a journalistic view on yourself and your feelings, it's almost like getting in a helicopter in the room and watching the movie outside of yourself. Hmm, this is happening. This person just said something that was offensive or upsetting or disappointing. And there's Susan feeling perhaps threatened in the moment. And she in, and what is she going to do with that? If you can get outside of your of yourself for a moment and allow your wise mind rather than your reptilian brain, which is very much designed to protect you. If you can get into that journalistic, soulful curiosity, then you can not only understand your own reaction a little better, but you can start to have empathy for what the other person is experiencing, how they might be perceiving you as weak in that moment. And you can be okay with that. In fact, it's a strength to be like water and have that, kind of softening when something, someone or an emotion comes towards you to be in that moment with radical authenticity and allow a little bit of journalistic separation from those feelings to name them. They suddenly aren't so scary and overtaking you. I mean, you're, if you, you, so you're going to have to listen to this podcast again, if you're listening right now, because you're like, Oh my gosh, there's so many great tips here. Like I'm like, okay, I got to be like water. I need to, the soulful reflection. Think about me journaling how I would process this. And, and, you know, and so I'm going to ask our listeners, like, think about your last reaction where you went into one of these fight, flight, or freeze mode and what the outcome was. And then I want you to think about what Susan's just described as this radical authenticity. What would have happened had you been able to do that? And, and I, the reason why this is so important for me is I feel like this is part of like what 2021 needs to be about. Mm. Is as we become more radically authentic, we start to cause a ripple effect amongst all the people that we're interacting with, right? Whether it's at home, it's at work, it's in our community projects, whatever it is, I just feel like this is such a fun topic around it helps you be psychologically safe it definitely is going to help create other people to feel safe around you and it becomes this like ripple effect where we can get more and more people to do that wow oh so many things going on in my head i want to i want to ask you a question if you're open to it absolutely so i saw on instagram this little meme that said Instead of saying when everything gets figured out, I will find peace, flip that on its head. When I find peace, everything will get figured out. You asked our listeners, your listeners, to think about 
you know, a time when they went into fight, flight or freeze and, 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 you know, what if they had approached it with more radical authenticity, soulful uh, curiosity, kind of a journalistic remove you. Do you have an example of a time when that invoking that wise mind might have brought different results? Uh, See, there's, there's the clinical psychologist coming to play, right? Like, it's like, See how that just happened? If you're listening to that, there's the art of asking questions. I feel like I could be laying down and, you know, (laughs) there's water in the background dripping. And I'm like, oh, yeah, anything you ask me, I'll answer. Um, I, you know, I mean, I can, I think what's, I'm like, what exam, I almost feel like every day as I'm now kind of unpicking this, there are instances where I run into this. And, and I think for me, there are times where I'm getting really good. Like, you know how in the movie, there's the matrix where, you know, there's a bullet and all of a sudden they slow down and everything seems to go slow. And they're like, holy cow, they're just maneuvering through this really fast action. I feel like when we start to do what you've just said, like recognize this is not about me. This is about finding a solution and that I'm, you know, that it doesn't matter who's going to help contribute to it. But in fact, it actually matters that I'm I'm not the smartest person in the room and I'm going to elicit everybody's input to help create a better decision. That's where I think I'm at my very best to be able to do what you've just said. Even if someone doesn't agree with what I'm doing, it's almost like this. That's okay. Like, (laughs) there's a reason why they think that. Let's find out. And then, and so I think for me, asking questions is one of the ways that I use the, the, the world where it can slow down because it helps me do what you've just said. Let me collect some more data and let me be soulfully curious in understanding and hearing from a one person or multiple people that I can do that. And then I'm actually thinking about that, like, let's be honest, right? I am nowhere near perfect and probably are in the more survival mode at times. And as I'm listening to this again, as I'm like laying down on a couch, you know, bearing my soul to Susan, (laughs) it becomes this, I think sometimes it's when things, when I feel like I know the right answer or I'm trying to impose my will or it's really close to my heart, that I go into the like, no, I'm going to fight for this one because I know it's right. And I'm like that, I'm, you know, as I'm just thinking, I'm like one of my favorite quotes is by Gordon B. Hinckley, like be slow to anger. And, and I, you, you add that to the water analogy. And I'm like, I just need to do that more consistently, in particular in the moment when I feel what uh, your words were like the bristles. And and I think why I'm so excited about this episode is I hope it will almost be that reminder to say, look, you're going to have, you'll have a chance later today to practice this. I guarantee it. Everyone listening, myself included, will have a chance to practice these principles today. And I hope that this is a great reminder of it. You might mess up, but be generous with yourself. There's going to be another chance. In fact, there's probably going to be five more before the day's end. Powerful invitation for all of us to expect the unexpected and to choose an unexpected way of responding. So 
I I owe you now an answer to that question because I turned it on you and thank you for for you're so good at the the psychological ninja uh, move. So I owe you now, and I'm going to tell you, Spencer Holt, as my boss today, you helped me remember the importance of examining are you in fight flight or freeze mode and you helped me come up to face instead and soften you you reminded us of a quote i think you said it was from winston churchill that if you can you can you re- yeah, remind I, think, I, I will i won't know it exactly but winston churchill one of his quotes or his, his big things was if i don't like somebody it just means i don't understand them enough and i'm going to um get to know them better Yes. So today in in our business dealings today with one of our teams, you saw me getting bristly and getting I was clinging to some fight and flight and freeze. I was probably in a combination of a fight and freeze mode and I was rapid cycling, which we do as humans. All right, I'm going to fight. No, I'm going to run. Wait, I got to do something. Oh, I got to go to bed. Right. So I was in that mode and you saw it and you know me so well. And your coaching to me was, you know, stand in your moment and don't worry about defending who you are and what you're about. It's okay. Right. It's okay to be you. And other people's reactions and their 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 needs and their upsets they can be legitimate without you being injured right and that was and, and here here's the shrink who's supposed to have this all figured out right and now the coach is is saying hey kids sit down you know you got to sit down on the sideline for take a breather right soften be like water right journalistic uh, removed soulful curiosity. It was so beautiful. So my message to you, Spencer, my, my reason for sharing this is not to, you know, put, put myself out on the couch and say, yeah, well, I'm broken too. But it is to say we're all broken and we will continue to break every single day. And the beauty of the human condition is that we have the power when we choose the will to repair over and over again life is about the repair we're never going to be perfect that's that that's reserved for uh, forces far outside of this conversation perfection but what we do if we're lucky is we are radically authentic in our brokenness and we are wholly committed to the repair not only of ourselves but of the situation and the people around us to help us all be better and get better well, you know, with that, my friend, Susan Hendricks, one of the great things about small things make a big difference is it's soulful. It's deep. It's also short. Like, we you know, we don't go like we could talk about this for hours. But I just I just want to do a quick recap because I I, I think there's so many great points here. Um, you know, fight, flight or freeze. Like, where are we and how do we combat that with this radical authenticity? You know, the ability to be soulful in our curiosity and take that journalistic view, even when it's hard. And then that's the other one. Like, I'm literally like I'm thinking about Bruce Lee and, you know, like be like water when, you know, he's moving the hand on dripping water. And I could could just picture that. And I'm like, I'm going to be more like water this year. Um, There will be many more insights that each of you as you're listening will take away. 
Um, but Susan, did I, is that a good recap? Did I miss anything? It's perfection. Well, that's a strong word. I'm not sure I would have articulated that way. But to be consistent in my podcast, I'm now going to ask you, Susan, um, as you have had years of leadership in different arenas, right? Like whether it's in the business world, your family, your um, previous psych psychology and the many different arenas there, what is one small leadership behavior that you have practiced and continue to practice that makes a big difference in the lives of the people that you interact with? Okay, here it is. When in doubt, begin your sentence with, here's my truth. What follows from that sentence stem inevitably evokes your radical authenticity, which is the key to moving forward and creating psychological safety. Here's my truth. I'm, I like that. I, I'm not going to lie. That's also a ponder. Like you have to really think about that of here is my truth. Um, it kind of causes you just to be like, okay, wait a minute. It's a big deal what I say next, uh, which causes you to be more thoughtful. I, it's amazing. Susan Hendricks, thank you. You've been amazing. Let's do this again. Woo! Lucky me. Thank you, Spencer. I hope you've enjoyed this week's session of Small Things Make a Big Difference. I have been so reflective since recording this and listening to this about my own behaviors when I'm in these different conversations with people, regardless of the environment, how often do I enter into fight, flight, or freeze? Or do I apply the principles of radical authenticity, soulful searching and pondering and taking that journalistic view and then, you know, one of the, my, probably my most visual ones is being more like water and ensuring that I control my emotions so that I'm saying and processing things that I really mean and that can help move things forward, but that I'm creating safe spaces for others. If you're thinking and you're listening to this and there's somebody you want to share this, share this podcast with them, have them listen to it. Let's together through small, simple things make a big difference to the teams and the people we interact with by helping create psychological safety.